Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Hello and welcome. It is time for another Saturday Q&A and this means you've been sending in your questions in the chat and I will answer them shortly. So, uh, very, very exciting today. We've got quite a few questions, quite a few interesting topics. Um, and the first question was from Tobias, uh, and it's about a bunch of different words. So I thought before we explain exactly what these words mean, let's look at the idea of an acronism or an initialism. One second, my phone is going crazy. Du -du -du -du. I just need to sort this out. There we go. Uh, I'm back. And by the way, if you have any questions, please, please, please ask them in the chat now. I can still answer your questions. So please, please, please ask your questions if you have any. So an acronym or an initialism is a word that we make out of taking the first letters from an expression or an organization. And so an acronym, for example, might be something like NATO, uh, like LOL, or like ASAP, or an initialism. Uh, an acronym is when we take the first letter uh, and create a new word. So LOL is laugh out loud, ASAP is as soon as possible. Um, and we use this quite a lot in English. Uh, to create new words or to shorten uh, so that we don't have to say the full word. You might see on the bottom of an invitation, RSVP, or you might see uh, in a message BYOB, which means bring your own beer or bring your own booze. We do this a lot in English. Um, and so the first question that uh, Tobias asked was, what is EVU, EVU or E-V-O-O? And this is extra virgin olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. So, and it's written like this, extra virgin olive oil. So you might see this in a supermarket, extra virgin olive oil. Um, Evu, I would say that this isn't used that often. Um, I don't think I would use this in conversation. Uh, I might just say to friends, olive oil or oil. Can you go to the shop and buy some olive oil? But you might see in a supermarket, it might say E-V-O-O, -O, or on a menu, it might say E-V-O-O, -O, and it means extra virgin olive oil. Now, you also asked, Tobias, about PDE. And I have to say, I actually don't know about this one. Um, so loads of things came up online when I Googled it. Uh, and the most common one was partial differential equation which is a mathematical thing, and I am not a, a mathematician, and so I can't really help you with this. It sort of depends on the context. So if you let me know what context it was in, I might be able to help you. Um, but there are so many things that are abbreviated as PDE. Now, speaking of abbreviations, so those were obviously acronyms where we take the first letter, but there's something else which is called an abbreviation. And this is when we make a long word shorter. And you asked about the word froyo. Froyo. Now, froyo is an abbreviation of frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt. Which I would write like this. So, froyo 
If you say a froyo place, we're talking about frozen yogurt. And I would say this one is quite known about and accepted. So if I say to friends, froyo, let's go for some froyo, they'll probably know what I'm talking about. Frozen yogurt, froyo. Um, and that is an abbreviation. So we learned through these, thank you Tobias for your great question, about acronym, acronyms or initialism, where we take the first letter of each word in a phrase to create a new word, or we learnt about abbreviation, where we make a longer word or longer term shorter. So uh, it's not quite froyo weather yet here in Berlin. I don't know if I'll have froyo just yet. Um, good, good, good. Uh, if you have any more questions in the chat, please, please ask. I've just seen some new ones come in, so I will answer them at the end of the stream. Uh, my next question today was... How do we use gonna, wanna, and gotta? How do we use gonna, wanna, and gotta? Uh, so, how do we use gonna, wanna, and gotta? Um, and I would say these are shortened versions of I've got to, or I gotta, I'm going to, I'm gonna, or I want to. I wanna. I've got to, I gotta, I'm going to, I'm gonna, or I want to, I wanna. Now I would say these are absolutely not sort of considered correct in writing. It is very, very informal. And it's just a quicker way to say it rather than say, I want to go to the supermarket. You say, I wanna go to the supermarket. It's very casual. I would say this around friends. I would not write this in anything apart from maybe a text message to a close friend, but it sounds very, very casual and relaxed. Um, I've just seen a question from Essie, CBD, um, and yes, Tobias already answered about uh, which, uh, the one that I know the most is CBD oil, which is like oil made with cannabis. Uh, so CBD oil, there are shops for that where you can get oil made with cannabis and it's supposed to have a sort of relaxing quality. Um, so, thank you for that great question, uh, Diana. I've got to, I gotta, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I want to, I wanna. So, I've got to, I've got to go to the supermarket, I gotta go to the supermarket, I'm going to go to the supermarket, I'm gonna go to the supermarket, or I want to go to the supermarket. I wanna go to the supermarket. Very, very casual English, so please, please, please don't, uh, don't use this in sort of formal writing. What is the difference between talking and speaking? This was a great question from Boju. What is the difference between talking and speaking? So I found this definition online. I'll read it out and then I'll talk to you a little bit about this. Speak usually only focuses on the person who is producing the words. Uh, he spoke about the importance of t taking exercise and having a good diet. So speak usually only focuses on the person who is producing the words. I am the one speaking. And it's not really about anyone listening or talking with someone. So speaking is just me and the words coming out of my mouth. Whereas talking, talk focuses on a speaker and at least one listener and can mean have a conversation. So I hope I can meet you to talk to you about my plans for the company. So speaking is really me and words coming out of my mouth. Whereas talking implies that there's someone else listening 
and I am talking with them. So let me show you two examples of the same sentence. Tonight he will be speaking about the election in Estonia. To me this sounds like a man will be standing in a room and lots of people will be sitting listening to him, not really talking with him, but him speaking and everyone listening. Whereas tonight we will be talking about the election in Estonia, this sounds like more of a political discussion with multiple people sharing their opinions. So a speaker is someone standing there and delivering their words to lots of people, or maybe one person, but it's not really back and forth. Whereas talking is more kind of a conversation. That's how I see it. So, uh, more questions, please, please, please ask in the chat if you have any more questions. So I had another question. What does to bring someone up mean? What does it mean to bring someone up? And the example sentence was, she brought up two children. So another way to say bring someone up might be to say to raise someone. And this is the idea of a parent and how they treat or teach their child growing up. So I brought up two children, that means that I had two children and I saw them from being babies to being 18. It was me who taught them, who fed them, who gave them ideas. I brought up two children. Um, you might hear people say things like, I wasn't, up to be, I wasn't brought up to be rude to strangers and that means my parents taught me not to be rude to strangers or he was brought up badly. Uh, and this means that he might have rude manners or bad manners, and you say, well, his parents obviously didn't teach him better. Um, if I said something, for example, like, um, my parents are from the UK, but I was brought up by my grandmother, and she is from wherever, then that would mean that it is my grandma who was the one who who took me through childhood and who I spent most of my time with. So bringing up is really, it's not necessarily the parent, it's whoever was the one who you lived with and learned from. So my parents are biologically my parents or maybe my adoptive parents, but if I was brought up by my grandma, that means that my grandma was the one who looked after me, who fed me, who clothed me, and who taught me and who shaped me into the person I am. So to be brought up by someone is the person who looked after you growing up. Uh, hi Chris, what's up, how are you doing? Good to see you. Um, so, the next question, courteous reader or dear reader, which is better? So you might sometimes see these, both of these in sort of old articles written by people um, addressing the people reading. And both are kind of okay, and both can be sort of used in the same way. Um, so you'll see this in like an old article, you know, maybe it's an advice column and someone is writing like, oh, you know, uh, and, and I tell you this now, dear reader, that you should blah, 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 or um, this is one of the problems of life. Thank you for uh, listening, courteous reader, and I hope that you can take away from this article, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would say usually, dear reader is used sort of at the beginning. Dear is more like an address. So, dear reader, this is blah, 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 and this is blah, blah, blah. So it's sort of like, you know when you write a letter, dear John, dear Dave, dear Marie, uh, dear reader, um, dear reader uh, 
is sort of like an address to the person reading the article. It means I don't know your name, there are thousands of you reading, but I'm addressing this to you. And so it might start off a letter, whereas courteous reader might be something in the middle of an article. I wouldn't start an article with courteous reader. So you might write, and so I say to you, courteous reader, that blah, blah, blah. And again, you're saying, I don't know who's reading this article, but thank you to you, whoever you are for reading this article. Um, so they're sort of similar, but dear is more like the start. Courteous reader might be in the middle. You could say dear reader in the middle of an article as well. And so I say to you, dear reader, that blah, blah, blah. But, um, but I would say you, couldn't re you wouldn't really start a letter with courteous reader. Um, so, let me just see if there are any other questions in the chat. Um, very, very good. And if you have any questions, now is your time to ask. Um, ah! So, Essie, using wood is hard. I watched a video that said there is many ways to use. Yes, wood is quite a difficult word, and maybe I could do a stream on it. Uh, so, wood. Um, and I would say wood is sort of anything that, like, hasn't happened yet. So, I would like to go to the cinema. What would you like to do, do today? I would like to go to the cinema. You're, some, you're talking about something that could happen, that hasn't happened, but could happen. I would like to the, go to the cinema. Um, another example. Um, every time I stood on the grass, he would tell me to get off. And again, you're talking about something that happens maybe in the future. It's something that keeps happening, so it's not definite. Would is anything that's sort of not quite as definite. So, I would like to do something means that's something I, I could do, but we don't have to, but that's something I would like to do. Or every time I stood on the grass, he would tell me to get off. So again, this is something that happens in the past, now, in the future, maybe. Would is like not a definite thing, whereas will is definite. I will go to the cinema, or I would go to the cinema. What would you like to do today? Or what are you doing today? I will go to the cinema is definite. Um, I would go to the cinema, but I'm not sure that I can. Would is very much not quite definite. Um, I'll do a stream on wood. That's an interesting word. I'll do a whole stream on it. Uh, Hamid, can I level up from elementary to advanced only by using self-study? Now, it's a little bit difficult, I think. The best way to learn a language is to actually speak it and listen to it. Self-study obviously gives you the basis to it, but I think always, if even if you are self-studying, practice the speaking at home, because so much of our speaking a language is sort of muscular and how, we, and how it feels to speak as well. And so if I learn the word that I don't know, but I never say it out loud, it's sort of, it's harder for me to say the next time. And so, for example, with my language learning, when I've learnt um, Japanese, for example, and I watch movies and things, and there'll be words that I remember 
when I hear them, but I, I wouldn't remember how to say them. And so that's partly because I haven't spoken it that much. And so it's really important to try and speak the language if you can. Um, very, very good. Um, yes, thank you. Yes. Ah, uh, oh, more questions. Dear me, letter to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> you might write in your di diary. Dear me. <laughs> very good. Elfrida, I always have questions about English, but when I need them, my brain is empty. Well, you can always, whenever you have a question in your mind, you can always put it in the stream before I start. So you can do it three days before the stream starts. You can ask your question already. Or as soon as the Q&A appears in the app, you can ask the question. And actually, it's better for me if the question is there nice and early, because then I get to go and think about it and come up with a good answer. Um, Lara, where are you from? You don't have a northern accent, you have lovely pronunciation. So, I am from, uh, I was born in London, and I grew up in Oxford. Uh, I was born in London and I grew up in Oxford, and I would say this kind of British that I speak is quite, um, it's quite neutral. I'm Southern English. It's sort of what you hear on television a lot. I would say it's the most common accent to hear on UK television. So you hear it a lot when you watch, if you watch a nature documentary, for example, people who speak on those sound like I do. Um, if you watch uh, the news, a lot of people speak the way I do. Um, and the accent that I speak is called RP which is short for Received Pronunciation. Did I spell that right? Nearly, yeah. Received Pronunciation. Um, and Received Pronunciation is sort of seen as kind of standard formal English. Um, so yeah, it's quite... Some people say I'm a bit posh. <laughs> so some people say that my accent is a bit... Um, I'll write that down as well. Uh, posh? Um, which some people see as a bit fancy. If I go to America, people think I have a very, very fancy accent. Uh, but yes, I'm from Oxford and London, and I would say I speak quite typically the way people from Oxford and London speak. Um, very, very good. Uh, oh, thank you everyone, such lovely comments, that's so, so sweet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, good, 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 good. Uh, da -da -da. Any more comments, Destiny? Thank you, that's really sweet. No problem, Elfrida. Um, and yes, thank you, Tobias, for your support. And uh, Essie, I'm going to college for three years and self-study, but I love the way you teach. Thank you. No problem, I do enjoy doing streams, and I will do streams as long as I can, um, you know, and I will keep going. Um, obviously, we need lots of viewers to make sure that that happens, so keep watching the videos, keep enjoying the videos, and keep asking questions because uh, I do enjoy answering questions as well. And you can always ask questions about anything. You can ask questions about me. You can ask questions about uh, the English language, about grammar, about spelling, about anything at all. Um, but it has been fun today. I can't see any more questions. So I suppose that is the end of today's stream. Um, but I've enjoyed today. There's been some good questions. It's been nice and challenging. And there have been some good ideas for future streams. So I would love to do a stream about the word would. I would love to do a stream about, um, ah yes, um, 
Tobias wrote a stream about uh, British cuisine. That's a good idea. I could, I could definitely do a good stream about British cuisine. I've done a few streams in the kitchen where I, te uh, where I, I cook British cuisine and show you how to make British cuisine. But I could certainly talk about British cuisine as well. Um, I would say the main principle with British cuisine is meat and veg, we say, to, and potato. I would say that is the main principle of British cuisine. You've got some kind of meat, some kind of vegetable, and potato. And I would say that is pretty much every British meal. Um, but thank you for watching, everyone. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for your great questions. I look forward to seeing you all very, very soon. Have a lovely weekend. I'll see you all next week. Until then, goodbye, my friends. Bye-bye.